0: No, I think that's a good one. And, you know, pastors have a tough job. Uh, you know, they don't generally add to the Bible. And so there's only so many lessons you can teach out of there and you got to switch up the words and the analogies. It's not. An I think some thing. of them right. try
1: to add to the Bible, but that's fine. That's, that's a topic wow. for a different day.
0: That's, that's, I am distancing from that comment. <laughs> a dark desert highway cool wind in my hair as we start episode number 113 of the promo up front podcast i'm one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always the lieutenant of lemonade himself the one and only kirby hasman kirby how the kashokton are you today
1: i'm doing well man doing well we're officially into september which is weird to say uh yeah i'm sure you're excited based on the weather stuff um oh yeah i i'm i'm all about the summer so this is yeah september sort of an extension yeah. of that things are going well a little bit more hectic than normal but i i generally enjoy that so it's it's fun stuff man i'm doing well how about yeah. you
0: i'm doing great feeling better still have a lingering cough from covid last week but uh on the men and i'm excited it's in, in september because hey it's pumpkin spice latte <laughs> season so <laughs> whoop, whoop. you know i'm pretty geeked up about that but you know what else i'm geeked up about kirby what's that bill That'd be our awesome sponsor today in PXP Solutions. You know, there's a lot of options when it comes to apparel decoration in the promotional products industry. Everyone seems to be searching for a partner they can trust, and that'll go the extra mile. And this is exactly where PXP Solutions comes in. Here's a recent quote from a client I always love when we get client testimonials. Yep. The PXP Solutions team is excellent at every sense of the word. You help us outthink complicated projects and are always there to help, even when tasked with an extremely short deadline and high expectations. I know when we give PXP Solutions a project, you will let us know what you can do without overpromising, and you deliver on your word every single time. Kirby, now that's high praise for a decorator.
1: Oh, it's incredible. And the, the, the fact of the matter is when you talk about trust and consistency, that's what, I mean, that's what you want in any sort of decorator. I think we've got 100%. some amazing blanket suppliers in our industry, but if the logo doesn't look right, then the order's not right. And so, no, yeah, that's that's high praise indeed.
0: Yeah, and the team at PXP is really, really different. They truly care about the distributor's relationship with their client. And here's another thing, rather than, an endless string of emails that can always lead to confusion. And when so many emails are bouncing back and forth, you know what they do, Kirby, they do something wild. They actually pick up the phone and call (laughs) you so they can quickly and efficiently communicate. How refreshing is that? Yeah, I know. Crazy town. So they, they actually invite you to do the same, pick up the phone and call the owner, Bruce Jolish at 214-380-1883. Of course, if you prefer to email, you can do so at bruce at pxpsolutions.com. Either way, you can count on a clear communication and that every single promise is going to be kept. Great group of people down there at PXP Solutions in, mm-hmm. in the Dallas area. All right, Kirby. We are episode number 113 of the Promo Front podcast. You have the Upfront section today. I have no idea what you're going to talk about. I'm pretty excited about it. So please, please share your topic with us.
1: So, I've literally audibled during the open because All right. I, I almost never know what my nickname is about. But yep. this week, I think I do. And so, I'm not going to bring that up because it sounds like okay. you're going to bring it up. So, I okay. mean, uh, so. More to come. We we did like an end of the pro bot uh, podcast tease last yeah. time, so there's a little tease to keep you with us. This, so.
0: is a, this is a during podcast tease. We're teasing the tease for the tease that's going to come later to tease you about a topic.
1: Yeah, it's exactly ahead. right. So this will be branding as well. So I I, I thought this was interesting. Uh, Snapchat has been in the okay. news um, because they are um, th- there's been an, a report they're, that they are going to lay off. Approximately twenty percent of their staff, that would uh, impact about a thousand of their workers. Um, yep. The you know I think that the the digital space has been a little bit volatile, right? And so, Absolutely. and and Snap obviously is still trying to compete against TikTok and Instagram and all those sort of sure. things. And yet, Snapchat's one of the ones that I find fun personally, and my family uses it a lot and that sort of thing. But that. The thing that I find interesting is that there was there has been such a rush to hire that and 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 especially with people of the skills like that. And then all of a sudden, in the midst of really, what I feel like is it's an economic downturn to a degree for sure. Mm-hmm. But, man, as fast as those folks are hired, it feels like they they are laid off just as as fast. And sometimes this is where I see the difference between, Sort of the digital marketing space and the branded merchandise space. While I'm sure yeah. that there have been some cutbacks and layoffs and sort of things like that in the branded merch space, yeah. I certainly haven't heard of headlines like this. Yeah. So I guess my question, two question, two-part question to you is number one, are you surprised when you see these like pretty big sweeping changes at some of these bigger you know, uh, companies. And number two, does that speak well of our industry or, do, or am I just kind of reaching?
0: Um, I'll answer the second question first. I think you're reaching a little bit. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Uh, no, to answer your first question, no, it doesn't surprise me because, you know, attention spans have gotten shorter. Technology is new, but that that new, uh, that shelf life is shrinking yeah. and shrinking faster than attention spans. So what was new today? In that social media, that communication, let's call it communication, okay? Because yeah. it is communication. So sure. Snapchat is a communication channel, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's easily replicatable, it's easily improved upon, you know, mm-hmm. at least in the eyes of the user, right. right? And so they they come on strong. These these new platforms come on very strong, and most of them don't have lasting staying power. Now, some do, right? But mm-hmm. for every every Twitter. There's a vine, right? Mm -hmm, I mean, you have these things that either they evolve the way their audience wants them to evolve, but if they don't, there's going to be something to take the place of that. Now, TikTok seems to have staying power, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, but it also wouldn't shock me here in two years to see there's a new platform that is TikTok plus one. So it's a similar vehicle, but it's maybe improved. The user interface is better. You can do more with it, whatever it is. And then TikTok is laying off people. So to me, that's just an entire segment of the economy that is inherently volatile Mm, because you're you're dealing with the fickle um, attention span of a viewer. And again, people aren't paying generally for the product. We are the product. And so we don't have this. A uh, sense of loyalty because there is an exchange of currency. It's mm-hmm. a, oh, I don't like that anymore. I'm going to go to this one. Yeah. I mean, if all of us sat and thought for just one second how many different places our data is stored, it would probably scare the hell out of all of us. <laughs> but we don't think of it in the moment that way.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think where you see it, I think that I, I forget. I think it was Marshall Atkinson who said this to me one time. Mm-hmm. He said he gave me 99 and one. So it was mm-hmm. the like 90% yep. of people on social media are just viewers. They're just mm-hmm. lawyers, whatever. There's nine, yep. 9% who engage and curate. Mm-hmm. And then there's 1% that actually create. And yep. it, I'm reminded of that because I think, I think to your point, the 90% don't give a shit. It's wherever I'm being entertained. Get me some popcorn, and that's where I'll go. Right. Um, the nine percent maybe are a little bit more invested, um, but the one percent of the ones that invest, you know, are like YouTube. When YouTube changes al- algorithm, you know, mm-hmm. Peter McKinnon really cares, or Casey Neistat really cares because they are a huge right. YouTube creator. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, if you're just somebody who goes there and watches um, you know, cat videos, then you don't really care if you can get your cat videos at TikTok. And you know what I mean? Like, so I think it's the creators. It's the people who have a little bit more skin in the game who do um care what comes up next. but i I, I, I agree. do agree with you, by the way, that it is interesting and volatile, but you're seeing it not just across Facebook, Snapchat, whatever. right. I was so fascinated by the idea that like this many people were hired. And I mean that's always mm-hmm. viewed as a success story, and that's great. But man, these organizations well, that hire fast and fire fast are—they're are, tough.
0: Yeah, it's very much it reminds me a lot of the whole land rush for people um, in the dot-com mm-hmm. late nineties, right. right? Yeah, and 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 that's what it seems like. There's this land rush for talent. Well, we're going to build a platform. I mean, it seems like the model in that area is. We are, if we build it, people will come. And so they're always working from a deficit, from a balance sheet perspective. Well, and they're they're, they're doing it with venture capital money. Absolutely. So they're doing it. They're trying to
1: build the platform and get the users and start to create revenue before they run out of cash.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And so there's this land rush for talent. And, you know, it's hard to sustain that, I think. Again, when your audience isn't really... Your audience is not paying for your service. You want them to use it organically. And because I don't have, you know, traditionally the way most of our brains work, I don't have a financial relationship with you. So if I stop using you, it doesn't cost me anything. I don't need to go get a refund. I don't need to cancel my subscription service. I'm just going to go where my next piece of candy is.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting conversation. All right, Kirby. I don't know if you saw this. There was, oh, before we do this. Oh, I almost forgot. You got to. I got to, I got to, I got I to amp up the podcast, Kirby. Uh, hey, distributors, <laughs> is your marketing working? If you can't answer that question with an immediate, hell yeah, you got yourself a problem. And you need to reach out to our good pals over at Promo Pulse. That's right. They can help you consistently amplify your sales through stunningly beautiful outbound marketing that's so easy. You can customize it, you can set it, and you can forget it in five minutes i don't know why i got some weird carnival barker voice there (laughs) um but that's right you can uh, customize it set and forget it in only five minutes so learn more at promopulse.io slash amp all right kirby i don't know if you saw this the asi state and regional sales report uh from our good friends at asi is why it's called the asi state and regional sales report it's a good name i just found this I found this interesting. I'm not sure there's a big conversation here, but I did want to share some numbers in case people didn't see it. Uh, they broke it down by regions and the growth of uh, promotional products over the last year as part of the state of the industry report, oh, which they always do such a great job yep. with. So, the East um, is had uh, is about 4.6 billion dollars in sales and had seven percent of growth or seven percent growth over the past year, and they uh, attribute that to the rebounding after so many COVID restrictions in the Northeast, right? It was right. a very... Um,
1: <coughs> Ironic. <cough>.
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's right, exactly. So Midwest, that's where you're located. The smallest region financially, which which got me, which surprised me, $4.3 billion and 9% growth um, in Ohio, since you are in Ohio, uh, $690 million in promotional product sales and 6% growth is where you're at. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: In the South, that's the largest region uh, which surprised me a little bit. $9 billion and 16% growth. It's the wow. fastest growing region in the nation for promotional products. Okay. And Tennessee, where I'm at, $485 million and 22% growth. So pretty <laughs> cool. good growth there. It's yeah. the top three growth. The other top two are, are uh, Montana and Idaho. And then you have the West at 5.3 billion and 13% growth. Um, and there's just more pockets of growth there. So always interesting stuff from ASI. And mm-hmm. I didn't know, when I looked at this, I'm like, okay, what's my point? So this is certainly, I just killed some time on the podcast, which is always the objective. <laughs> right. But what's my point here? And I thought, I guess what I thought was interesting, Ohio's technically in the Midwest by the way this, the lines yep. are drawn. Yep. That includes Illinois, that includes Indiana, includes Michigan. It surprised me that that was the smallest region uh, mm-hmm. for promotional product sales. Does that surprise you, like it does me?
1: Uh, yeah, no. Um, it, it, because I, it, whenever I think of the big uh, areas, I would think of East Coast, West Coast, right? You got the big cities, right. uh, the Midwest, by its very nature. Though we have certainly have uh, metropolitan areas, we're not known for that. Um, you know. Being the smallest, I suppose I would say it's a little bit surprising that it's the smallest, yeah. but certainly not. Um, you know, it doesn't surprise me that we're not the largest. Maybe that's a better way of saying yeah. it. I, it would surprise it surprised me a little bit, um that the South would be the largest. Um but I, the thing that popped into my head is, and I just don't know because I didn't see the study is how many states does that entail? You know, is there more yeah. states in the South? is it I, I just don't know. and so um, south, but what, what does not basic... surprise me is the growth like yeah. consistent yeah. growth across the platform
0: yeah the, the the South doesn't surprise me leading in growth. Everybody's moving down to the south and all yeah. that it's it's generally a little more friendly in the business climate uh, yeah. perspective of things. to believe the South was essentially um, Texas, Okay. All your traditional Southern states on East up to the Carolinas. I was going to ask if
1: Texas was a part of the Southern state. Texas I mean, you is know, definitely in South. When, yeah. when you throw all, when you throw that across and then throw Florida and, and you go from there to there, then, yeah, that's a pretty, that's yeah. a pretty big region.
0: It's just interesting. And I, I, what I love about what ASI does is they really break it down. And there was a lot of very pretty words that I'm not going to read right now <laughs> in, in the report, but it really was super interesting in The shift, I mean, I got in the promotional products industry about 22, 23 years ago. Mm -hmm. And when I got in the promotional products industry back in the dark ages, the East Coast and the West Coast, like what you were saying, it seemed to be everything. Um, And I think that's really, really shifted. And I think it'll be very interesting to see how it shift. I think what was also encouraging is the rebound that we've all had from uh, the pandemic. It seems like things are still trending in the right direction. I think we're all at the point now. I mean, we talked about last week, I'm getting over COVID right now. I think we're at the point where we're looking at COVID as kind of like the flu. It's something we're going to have to deal with on an annual basis mm. and uh, a, probably a vaccine, like there's a flu vaccine and and you you still would have a chance to get the, sure. the COVID. Um, so I think we're all kind of just kind of, okay, this is what life is now and that's okay. Yeah. That's just, we all adapt. So yeah. interesting stuff. All right, Kirby, what else do you
1: got for us? Uh, I'm going to do this one. It might be a quick one, uh, but it's one that I, mm-hmm. I kind of teased last week. Uh, and I yep. wanted to, really just wanted your take on it. Um, so, yep. um, pastor at church at one point mm-hmm. during a message made a comment that kind of caught me off guard and, and okay. I've given it some thought afterwards, but it, in the moment I was like, I had that where I kind of reared back. He said that he doesn't like, he was talking about goals and, and, you know, yep. life objectives. And he said, I don't like goals that need, I need somebody's help with. Okay. And I was like, huh, that I'm like, wait a second. Interesting. Yeah. And so I, he, and it, what got me thinking about it is, you know, you know this, but my wife and I are mm-hmm. building a house right now. And right. I'm so excited about the progress of the house. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because I can't really affect it. i am I am solely dependent on right. the contractor, the builder, the right. people to show up and do their job that it mm-hmm. wildly affects my mood. <laughs> If right. there's progress, I'm excited. And oh, it's there's great. not. And then when there's not, I'm just pissed. And it's yeah. like, and and so that was sort of my analogy. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. well, that's sort of what he means. Now I actually have um communicated it differently. I've given it a little bit more thought, but I wanted to get your take. What do you yeah. think about that? Saying, look, I don't want to have goals that I need other people's help with.
0: So my immediate reaction is to kind of like, whoa, yeah, step off. I don't like it. I would word it thusly: I don't like goals that depend on the actions of others. Depends. Okay, that's that's exactly what you were talking about. I goals that require help and assistance. I have no problem with because to me that forges relationships. That allows you to dream bigger. That allows you to accomplish more. Yeah. So I don't like the wording and the phrasing quite yeah. frankly at all. Yeah. But so I do but I don't want my goals dependent solely right on the actions of others. Yeah. If they're partially dependent on the actions of others, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if if I'm dependent solely on someone else, it's really not my goal then, is it? Yeah. It's my wish, it's my dream, it's my hope. It's whatever, but it's not a goal. So I'm 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 100 with you on this. I really, you know, I I don't mind getting help with my goals. I want that. In fact, I think that's strong and healthy. But I don't want to depend on others.
1: Yeah. um, Well, the way I kind of some goals
0: do require outside help, like your goal of moving into a house. Yeah. You're not going to go uh, lay the you know uh, run the plumbing. (laughs) I no. No.
1: No. And I should not. I I think where I kind of landed on is I don't like goals that I can't positively affect. And exactly. I think that's sort of, sort of, we're landing on the same spot, mm-hmm. but and I, th- I sort of think that's what he meant too, right? Yeah. And when, you, you know, God love pastors, they're given a message 50 weeks a year. Like yeah. it's really hard to talk for that long and not say something yeah. that doesn't come off exactly the way you mean it. But it was, I love it in the sense that it made me think. And I was like, okay, I, the goals that I have, maybe I do need other people to help me. But I want to be able to have ownership over those goals and be able to say, no matter what, I am able to affect them. And so that was, so that's it. That was, that's the entire topic.
0: No, I think that's a good one. And, you know, pastors have a tough job. Uh, you know, they don't generally add to the Bible. And so there's only so many lessons you can teach out of there and you got to switch up the words and the analogies. It's not I think some do. of All them
1: right. try to add to the Bible, but that's fine. That's, that's a topic oh, yeah. for a different day.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, I am distancing from that comment. All right. Um, so this came to us and I believe you know what I'm about to talk about from a friend, Daniel Rosen from yep. the Branding Fuel over there in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Yep. Um, so Chipotle Uh, if you have a chipotle you can go there you order your burrito and a lot of people will get a cup of water because it's free but then they walk over to the self-serve machine and tend to get lemonade (laughs) so they released a lemonade scented water uh water cup candle so it looks exactly like the chipotle water cup but it's a lemonade scented candle Um, it pokes fun at the customers who do sneak the free drinks it retailed for 28 bucks on the Chipotle website, sold out again, just like these things always do almost yeah. instantly. And now it's on eBay for up to $90. And as pro, as Danny said to an email, uh, in an email to both of us, that this is not only promo done right, it actually shows ROI. Right. And so it got me to thinking, and, and just three quick lessons we as an industry can learn from this. And I'd love you to add, if, if you think I'm missing something, I don't want to put you too much on the spot. One is move fast. Mm. If you see an opportunity as a marketer today, you have to move at lightning speed.
1: Okay. Can I jump Number in there? Two, yeah. Please do. Yeah. And so I would say that's, that would be awesome for branded merchandise, but that's true for digital as well. I think that's, that's 100%. one of the places that digital has taught us that man, yep. you can jump in here. And then if you can do branded merchandise to go with it, you can really have gold, which is what they have. Yep,
0: And that's why I said marketing, right? Yeah. It's marketing. Yep. If, if there's an opportunity, whether it's digital you know the physical and digital combined or simple physical you've got to jump on it number two you have to create desire via scarcity Mm, yeah i agree look i'm sure it wouldn't cost chipotle to print you know to to uh order a hundred thousand candles but it's better that they probably ordered only 500 or a thousand yeah because they immediately created supply and demand issues yep
1: scarcity creates value
0: it does, and then number three, don't be afraid to poke fun at yourself. Yeah, I love that. Don't be afraid to let la- they they take you know. It's at, at the end of the day, this is an accounting problem at Chipotle. <laughs> How do we keep our guests happy but charge them appropriately when they're sneaking the water? Well, yeah. Why they figure that out? Let's let's have a fun time shaming the people who do that mm-hmm. intentionally. Yeah, and I love that, and I think again. There's other lessons too, but I thought those are the three that immediately jumped to my mind.
1: Well, and so what I would say too, is it's interesting. It depends on the tribe because you can't do this with everybody, but you said uh, poke fun at yourself. They poked fun at their customers. Um, And so and that would not work in certain places with certain brands, but I think because of Chipotle's brand and they're a bit irreverent, just just based on their whole business model, um, I think it does work. And like, they did it in a way that yeah it was a nod you know kind of wink wink nudge nudge yeah um way I I thought this was genius and as a side note I love it when people bring us topics like this so thank you yes
0: yes yes absolutely
1: (laughs) all right so generally we wrap up the podcast now
0: but we did tease something last week and so Kirby and I are doing something fun this fall so what we're going to call this is uh we have one of two names we can call this we can call it Uh, Kirby and Bill's Fantacular Football Pick'em series all fall for 2022 into 2023 seems a little long, so I think we'll just call it Gambling for Good. So, and we we definitely need a we
1: need like a logo and like some music. I'll get right
0: on the logo. (laughs) So we're gonna call it Gambling for Good. So Kirby and I are gonna pick six football games every single week throughout the season now generally what we're going to do is we're going to pick three college and three pro games the games we feel are the best of that weekend and we're going to do this through the last week regular season uh last week of the regular season of the pro uh, the nfl season we're not going to pick against the spread it's simple win loss yep. sometimes it's going to involve the colleges that And pro sports teams that we are aligned with, and sometimes it's not. Right. Um, And we'll get to that in just a minute. So the loser, and we're going to keep track of this every week, the loser is going to donate $100 to PPEF, so Promotional Products Education uh, Foundation. So we're excited about that. All right. So, Kirby, I've got my little sheet here. Okay. I, I, I'm going to, well, again, no spread here. We don't care about the spread. This week, there are no pro games. So we're going 100% college. The six games that popped into our heads. So are you ready, Kirby? And Bill's head. So thanks for picking that. And my head. head. Yes. Yeah. Are you ready? Appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: All right. Rutgers at Boston College.
1: Rutgers at Boston College. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, was this on our list? Yeah. First okay. One. All right, cool. Um, so I'm going to go Rutgers. I'll be a okay. little faithful to the Big Ten on this one. Okay. I went
0: with the Eagles from Boston College. Man. They're the home team. I don't know anything about either one of those teams. I honestly don't care about the game. So okay. go Eagles. Okay. Um, number 11, Georgia. at no. I'm sorry. Number 11, Oregon at yeah. number three, Georgia. You guys can
1: see why I missed Rutgers at Boston yes. College when that was the next game, yes. right? Uh, I'm yep. going Georgia on that one.
0: Yeah, I'm also going with the Bulldogs at home. All right, number 23, Cincinnati at number 19, Arkansas. Some people pronounce it Arkansas. I pronounce yeah, it Arkansas. and so it's
1: at Arkansas, right? It's
0: at Arkansas,
1: correct. You know what? I'm going to go against probably my better judgment, but I'm going to say Cincinnati with the hometown. Wow. Left wow wow you're going with the natty okay
0: uh i am going with the uh the pigs yeah. down in uh fayetteville the game of the week number five notre dame travels into the ohio state university and uh, number two ranked buckeyes yeah. what
1: do you got I think it's funny uh, the spread, and I know we're not going against the spread, but the spread is like 17 on this, and mm-hmm. I think that's way too much uh, yeah. with their new with the new coach who used to play at Ohio State, was a linebacker for Ohio State. I think there's going to be a lot of emotion tied to this game. I think Ohio State has the better roster, and so I'm going with Ohio State.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm reluctantly going with the Buckeyes. I you know of the teams I have hatred for in college football it is the university of texas it is ohio state it is Notre dame in exactly that order so but i am still going to go with the buckeyes here okay. so you're going with the house all right number seven utah mm-hmm. our friend bory lee loves the utah utes at florida and the gators
1: yeah, unranked. I'm, by the yeah, way, Florida yeah, is going, unranked. Going with Utah, I think Utah is one of those teams that's that's been consistently pretty good for the last several years, and I think they've been they finished the year strong. I think they'll they'll roll Florida.
0: I am going with the Gator at home. I think mm, they're going to okay. shock everybody okay. and upset them in the swamp. That would be a big one. All win. right, yeah. All right, last game of the week, Florida State. Versus LSU, two once very proud uh, yeah. college organizations that have fallen on some tough times. Who do you yeah.
1: got? Yeah, this was a tough one for me. And then I so I finally landed on whether you like him or not. I'm going with the mm-hmm. coach that I I'm most familiar with, who I think is over underrated. Excuse me, as a college football coach, mm-hmm. I think Brian Kelly's a hell of a football coach. He okay. uh, turned around. I mean, people don't remember how bad Notre Dame was before Brian Kelly took over. Um, I do. And, yeah, and so I think. If he can do that at Notre Dame, I think he will uh, do really well with LSU. So I, he's, a, he's a little bit of a cartoon character, but I'm going LSU. Yeah,
0: I'm also going with the Tigers down in uh, Baton Rouge. Um, I do pick Brian Kelly in his fake Cajun accent.
1: Yeah, that part was weird. Me. I really wish he hadn't done
0: that. <laughs> yeah, to beat the Florida State Seminoles. All right, so we got six games. We'll recap it. There'll be like a three-minute segment every week, but hopefully you'll have fun with it. If you want to throw in your picks too with us, yes. go ahead. That'd be fun. Please. That'd be fun. But you know what else is fun, Kirby? What's up? That, that is working with a screen printer and a decorator you can trust, and that's going to go the extra mile on every project. We read at the top of the show that great quote from a customer about PXP Solutions. They're really a different group down there. And um, rather than just bounce back emails, which tend to get very confusing, and did I copy this person, and does that information still move on to this? They will pick up the phone and call you, and they invite you to do the same. Um, Go ahead and call Bruce Jolish, the owner, at 214-380-1883. Of course, he'll take your emails too, bruce at pxpsolutions.com. And of course, if you want to visit their website, it's pxpsolutions.com. They've got some great decorating methods, and they are going to go the extra mile to make you look great for your customer. I don't know if anybody can look as great as Kirby does today, but uh, PXP is <laughs> going to try to help you out on that one. So with that, hope everybody has a great Labor Day weekend. Kirby, good luck with football. Pick em. Yeah, you too, buddy.